Goodbye, Canberra's Moaning Lisa. Came after Laura Jean gave you girls on the TV, which Andrew in Sandmore was loving. It's about ten past ten. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. Every single Monday, we love to talk movies, movies, movies. Jack and Andre join me in the studio right now, and it's Andre's birthday today, so we That's start right. off by honouring you. Thank you so much. I'm feeling like I'm sitting in a director's chair right now oh, on a yeah. film set. Happy birthday. Lights, camera, action. Uh, what movie birthday plans have you got? Movie birthday plans are that, funnily enough, Jack and I are seeing a preview screening of a film called The Gospel According to Andre, which we're going to review for next week, tonight. But let me just say my birthday's been very cinematic. I'm wearing... I'm, I'm wearing a Love, Simon jumper, the first piece of Love, Simon merch that I received from Jack. Thank you very much. And I've also got a box set of The Good Wife waiting for me at home, courtesy of Jack as well. So I am kitted out for my movie birthday. Well, if you want to text Andre a happy birthday and also let us know what you like to watch on your birthday, the number is 0409-945-945. Should we get into movies, movies, movies? Sounds good. Yeah. I know the the question you've been waiting to have answered all morning has been, how did these early silent films end up in an Iowa shed? I mean, I've just been thinking about it all week. How Yet again. You, oh my gosh. The mystery swirling. of... <laughs> it happens like this. It happens like this. I have the answer for you. Only in the movie world. In one word... Hoarder. Hoarder. Actually. An actual hoarder just hoarded all these silent films and they're the new records. I think I think silent movies on nitrate, explosive nitrate, mm. uh, the new sort of record la- record shop uh, day of 2018. Everyone's obsessed with silent films. They're having a huge revival. Mm. They're worth a lot of money. So if you have some silent films, you know, from Melies, I mean, they've got to be from the greats, hidden mm. under an ice, ice skating rink or something. Or you can watch the documentary that explains the entire Iowa shed discovery. It's called Saving Brenton? Saving Brenton, yeah. Saving Brenton, yeah. which charts how this man basically came across all these films in his shed from 18 o- 1895 to, like, 1905. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, speaking of historic films, after six adaptations of Little Women, Greta Gerwig is going to hop into her director chair and helm her own adaptation. And you guess it. She's bringing a stellar cast along with her. We're talking Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, Sasha Ronan. Timothy Chalamet. My personal least favourite, Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. It's going to be You're a just jealous. fabulous production. They're already searching out for the cast at the moment. Maybe we can expect this in 2019, maybe 2020. Who knows? Jack, take us to Azalea Banks versus Russell Crowe. <laughs> Ooh, for some juicy film news, Azalea Banks is kind of coming up the end of Me Too and taking down one of our own. Mm. Uh, Russell Crowe, back in, I think, 2009, defamed her and said and got Rizzo to say that she spat on him. Mm. Uh, apparently, it was the other way around. Apparently, she was... The way that it was... Yeah, apparently, he choked her, swore at her, spat on her, and he got off because the police said that it was justified because she was threatening to hurt him with a broken bottle. Uh, but she's raising, trying to raise $100,000 for her GoFundMe account to mm. take him to court, hold him accountable, and then all of the money that she receives from hopefully her successful lawsuit against this, I can't say it because it's defamation, but this pig, mm. um, will go to cleaning up the oceans. And to quote Susan Sarandon... Fantasy. 
to quote Susan Sarandon's Twitter account, arrested, stay strong, keep fighting, as she was one of 500 women who were taken down by the police at a protest at the US Capitol complex, protesting President Donald Trump's appalling immigration policies if um if i'm understand correctly these women like stormed a senate building and did a sit-down protest yeah and they all sat in those kind of you know those um shiny metallic uh, emergency blankets mm. Mm. Yeah. all too well yeah 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 and um, <laughs> most of them were shouting slogans and singing and were just clad in those silver jackets like you said and were then taken away by security and police but it's also reminiscent of when Jane Fonda was arrested in the 70s for potential drug possession. And it just come, you just come out with these great photos of amazing celebrities either getting mugshots or in protest. Well, that's all for mu- movie news uh, for today's Movies, Movies, Movies. We go to a track and when we come back, we get into two reviews. What are you revu- reviewing today? So we got Sicario's sequel, which I'll be reviewing first up. And then I've actually had a mind blank. What are you doing again? Oh, uh, yeah. The Incredibles 2. A PG version, a PG review for of once. for after once. the New York Times oh, did that really horny my review. My God, that horny review! But I mean, then that's again, why we went and saw it. It's why we're reviewing it late. That's true. Keep sending your texts in to wish Andre, our film lord, a happy birthday, and tell us what you like to watch on your birthday. Oh, for here's something from Pendulum. Andre, can you please pronounce the name of this song? Oh no, I actually can't. To be honest, <laughs> do you mind help me out? <laughs> Is it Comprachicos? Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you're listening to FBI Radio from their album Immersion. That was Pendulum with Comprachinos. Chicos. Chicos. Um, uh, yes, it is movies, movies, movies here on Mornings with Bridie Turner. It is time to get into this. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. Now, it is a special edition of Movies, Movies, Movies today because I'm watching Fury Road on my birthday. Therapeutic movie. That's true. Shout out to Mad Max. Does that mean you'll be going first for two reviews today? I will be going first. And I'm, uh, I'll am i be reviewing a, a semi-Mad Maxy kind of film. Basically, it's set in a desert and it involves cars. But I'll be reviewing Sicario Day of the Soldado. But I'm now wondering, am I even qualified to review this film? I'm wearing a Love, Simon jumper for F's sake. This is a film reviewer's worst nightmare. Two-dimensional, gunned-up American men are thrown into a lion's pit at the US-Mexico border after a terrifying suicide attack in an American grocery store. And basically, they're put in charge of trying to cause chaos and ruckus left, right and centre. But unfortunately, every scene in Sicario Day of the Soldado is connected through low pace, low impact editing, very, very dull movement. So one thing is for sure, Sicario Day of the Soldado needs to stop. The only merit I can see in this film is that it stirred my interest in US-Mexican border politics literally on fire. But Sicario 2 wishes it was as cool as Catherine Bigelow, which is ironic considering she's the only woman to win an Oscar for Best Director. And 98% of the main credits in this film are men, 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 men. Jack, what would help this film? The score by Hilda Gudnadotir was interesting at points, but I struggled to find merit in this. One of my favourite parts is, I'm not going to ruin anything, but one of the characters is like dying and driving a car trying to get to the border, and then he pulls off to the side of the road and has a moment, and then he can keep going. But there's dirt tracks from the tyre about four times so they obviously did like a number of takes or like every single person who drives Mm. down that road pulls over at that same spot and that's what I said after the film bad direction this is a classic example of some real typical and I would say conformist directing we have a guy here who is pulling from Christopher Nolan the Batman films and even Catherine Bigelow in a treacherous way but it just does not work one of the things that this film does well which I haven't seen in a long time which I love is when it positions action all over the world at the start Mm. So you feel like things are going to come together, you know, and it's like, okay, now all of a sudden we're in the Middle East and we're in Mexico and we're in Washington and it just kind of, Mm. I like that. I like it. No, I get that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What would you give it in a word? Uh, Conservative, I think. Conservative. Uh, Neutral. Mm. I think it was too neutral. It wasn't even conservative. It like didn't know what it was. Fair enough. Uh, Um, Okay. Well, thank you so much for your review, Andre, and happy birthday once more. Uh, Jack, what are you going to review today for two reviews? Oh, it's about three weeks late, but this week I'm reviewing The Intouchables 2. Um, Intouchables? (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) That's about the canon that this is going to go into. Fair enough. Uh, After the New Yorker's horny review, I really had to go and see what all the fun was about. Um, It's been 14 years since The Simpsons had their own movie, but you wouldn't know it because thanks to the magic of animation, they haven't aged a single day. The Incredibles DOS is about Holly Hunter as Lois from Family Guy, going to work, making her husband, which is kind of Peter Griffin, Mr. Incredible, feel emasculated, which then makes her feel guilty for about the whole film. I've already forgotten most of the action, except there's this Silence of the Lambs spooky apartment, and also the baby fights a raccoon, and it feels like it could get really ren and stimpy fun for a nanosecond, and then then it's not. The takeaway is basically trust heroes to save us and mistrust bureaucracy and people who tell us to think for ourselves. 
I think post Ratatouille, the only Pixar I want to see is all of the gay parents on stage accepting the award for Coco. Since when is Catherine Keener a, vil- Keener a villain? Mm. She's a villain in both Sicario and this. She seems like the hero we need right now. Mm. I'm confused at why she's saying yes to these incredibly banal. conservative, banal, fake progressive films that people are getting ahead of. Like, I'm sorry, but 9 to 5 was more progressive than The Incredibles 2. And people are getting behind Elastigirl like she's some kind of like feminist icon. Jack... I completely agree with everything you say, but I loved this movie. I Ugh. am always on board for some Incredibles action, okay? I don't know what it is. I think it's just a, the animation is so developed now that when Elastigirl just, like, springs her body apart, it's just so not pixelated. And what can I say? <laughs> I really mess with Violet, the daughter in the show, in the movie, because I love her superpower, but I'm also totally biased because I'm an X-Men, so that's probably where that passion comes from. I don't know. X-Men is so much cooler than The Incredibles. Why is The Incredibles so just, like, just nothing and boring and all of the women care about what men think about them and Mm -mm. it's just like... No, you're being unfair. I'm not being unfair at all. Incredibles 1 told me what a mimosa was. All the jokes just end awkwardly, like, oh, no, the couch is in the water and then cut to next scene. There's nothing that lands except for um, Edna Mode. And the plane. Did you guys notice there was alcohol in Incredibles 2 and feel anything about that oh didn't even notice that i yeah. noticed that there was there's chinese like takeaway there's drinking in in incredibles 2 <laughs> yeah i don't know i just thought that was kind of weird for a kid's movie anyway jack Fair what do you give incredibles 2 in a word i don't know I, nothing <laughs> like it's such a nothing movie nothing nothing andre jack in in a word shut up <laughs> do you agree with jack or andre please text everyone's in. gonna agree with andre because they've been brainwashed <laughs> by the screen slaver re incredibles 2 0409 945 945 is the number to get us on Sydney Spotlight. Sydney Spotlight is a time where we take the time to appreciate what's happening around town in film, cinema and movies right here on Movies, Movies, Movies. But funnily enough, this first piece of Sydney Spotlight is about Adelaide, (gasps) but also about Sydney and about all over Australia. Jack, do you want to explain to us what Adelaide Film Festival is doing? I would absolutely love to. I feel like I spend most of my life, yes, we cambering Canberra for you, but it's nice to you know, appreciate Adelaide for the film hub that it is. It really is the closest thing we have to LA and Australia. And the Adelaide Mm. Film Festival is renowned for supporting really amazing and innovative Australian work. You have family members that founded the festival, I believe? Uh, Different one, but maybe. Different one. Oh no, that was the Adelaide Festival, my my, my mistake. Um, So Adelaide Film Festival has a kind of like viral trending uh, hashtag right now called hashtag you must see. And people from the film industry all around Australia are typing in or not typing in but sending in their favourite Australian movies yeah it's a poll they're trying to gauge it's a poll what everyone thinks the best Australian films are so people yeah. are hashtagging you must see picking three films and trying to create this list of what the most iconic Aussie films are and it's open to anyone so if you want to get involved you just gotta head to the Adelaide Film Festival website and start a hashtag you must see and name drop three Aussie maybe it's two Aussie films but it's. I think it's exciting because we're I think seeing my people. Favorite right now is um, Warwick Thornton's auto like picked auto luminescent, which is the uh, what is it the Roland S Howard documentary. Uh, Roland S Howard is like this kind of like extreme no wave musician who inspired Nick Cave from Melbourne, and it's like the most amazing dark documentary you can see. So there's like these kind of gems that are coming out of the Australian cinematic backlog. Whereas um, I'm just so down to see people voting for the Babadook, <laughs> yeah, lie. which is in the same same realm. Have you guys cast your votes yet? Ooh, no, but I'm going no. to Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, Fury Road. Happy birthday. birthday. Just kidding. 
And uh, equally impressive is the... What would yours be, Bridie? What was your must-see? Uh, well, Terranali is now because you oh, can yeah. see a thousand Australian films in one. Certainly, certainly. I think mine would be Mad Max Fury Road, tied with Saw, tied with the Bubba Door. God, am I a horror fiend? What is wrong with me? Maybe maybe mine would be Berlin Syndrome. Oh, sneaking in some Kate Shortland. Love it. Moving on to the next piece of news, Sydney Spotlight. The Focus on Ability Festival is happening. It's a, open, it's a film festival where you can cast a vote and watch films online to uh, allocate prizes to filmmakers. It's got a focus on filmmakers with disabilities. And uh, we are also really pumping for Kate Being Kate, which is a short documentary by Harry Tregilgus, which follows... Kate, who has autism as a musician and is trying to, you know, I think she's doing sound therapy, a sound sort of, you know, meditation in order to combat her autism. But she's been featured on the FBI before. And uh, we just wanted to give a little shout out to Kate being Kate for doing so well in the competition. So head to the FOA website to cast your votes and you get to watch all the films on the website as well, which is great. Also, next week is NADOC week, so get prepared. You can head to the website, it's nadoc.org.au, and the theme is Because of Her, We Can. Um, We're going to have a special next week, which we're not going to announce yet, and I hope you tune in, because it's a really, really great theme for this year. It's going to be beautiful. Just after 10 o'clock on a Monday morning is Movies, Movies, Movies. Jack, Andre, before I let you go, I just wanted to say that we had a text in, Happy B-Day, Film Lord. I like slapping the bass on my birthday and watching (laughs) School of Rock. (laughs) (laughs) What's slapping the bass? Oh, it's slapping the (laughs) bass. They go on to say, so what, I'm basic. <laughs> but we all do it to see Miss Cusack getting de-runk in the bar. In the bar. Now, that's my type of birthday. It was uh, me yesterday. <laughs> you were on the edge of 17 yesterday. Oh, I totally was, wasn't I? <laughs> Someone else texting in saying they agree with you, Re Incredibles 2, being incredible because it's your birthday, though. Oh, Fair that's enough. gorgeous. Um, Only because it's your birthday. I can accept that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming in today for Movies, Movies, Movies. I'll see you next week. Fabulous. And I have a song for you here to see you out. Oh, it's called uh, OG Love Kush Part 2. I thought that reminded me of a movie, but Part 2. Um, Excellent. By Kate. Let's go watch Scary Movie Part 2. <laughs> Thanks, Bridie. Bye. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.